Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, we were seconds away, seconds away from truly giving the listeners here on 101 ESPN the real Lil Piddle show. Yeah, we were. We were very close. I mean, that hallway out there, a hotbed of activity. Yep. Moon from the Riz Show wanted to talk to me about sound story. He does sound stories, as does Randy Carricker, for example, as does Jackson. Yeah. Yep. As do I, Doug Vaughn, Learn, Courtney, uh, Riz. Am I living out now? I feel like I'm living out. John Hewlett. John Hewlett. John, John Hewlett's in go. demand. And he was asking me some questions. He was like, I think it'd be better if we did, like, you know, he had some great observations. I'm like, look at Moon taking yeah. some ownership. God That's bless. Great. It was That's wonderful. Awesome. It was a wonderful conversation. And then he had another. I said, I'm sorry. I got to go on the air. Yeah. Down the hall. He said, oh, I'm sorry. And then Tim Convey from the Courtney Show. And this this hallway it's the hotbed. It, it's like Spago. Uh, he goes, hey, cause Tim Convey came on TMA, and he wanted to take a picture probably for social media. Right, 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 right. And it's always awkward because when I take a picture with people, I usually have a step stool there. Right, so I phone can, books, yeah. That, yeah, the phone books slide. I used to do the phone books. But now now that I'm on HD1, I can afford a step stool. Very nice. But I didn't have the step stool. And I'm like, Jackson, and you were in here getting ready to do the NBA segment. And so I'm taking that, and I'm like... And then I have I've, I've got this hiccup situation going on. Yeah. And this really might be the day where I guess we recap. Uh, what I guess Donovan Mitchell went back to Utah last night. Yeah, yeah, good little reappearance for him. And then yeah, preview and then, the Tigers. And then of course previewing for a full hour Missouri yeah. and Texas A and M tonight in College Station. Yeah. Now I know millions and millions are listening right now. And they go, but Tim, what about the Blues comeback against the Flames? And that's where I was going to go, because Darren Pang is going to be with us in eight minutes to talk about it. But I was in there talking to Moon about Sound Story. Then I was talking to uh, Tim Convey. Then I owe Riz money. <laughs> and, and, and I got the hiccups, and I'm going... I'm going to walk in there, and Jackson's going to be deep into this yeah, Eastern Missouri, Conference, Texas A&M. Yeah, Eastern Conference breakdown. Kim English back in town tonight. George Mason. Yeah. So, Billikens, Billikens, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Billikens, Billikens, rah, rah. Who's just on the opening drive? You should go back and podcast that. The guest list on opening drive in the last two and a half hours is better than we've done in 19 years on TMA. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. They had Martz, Kim English, Joe Buck, and I'm missing somebody. Yeah. I, I just saw it tweeted, and I go, oh, that's why they're on HD1. Yep. Yeah, that's... Who is on there, Rockio? Rockio's not even paying attention. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about us. <laughs> yeah, we are the one-hour essential, like, uh, people, like, uh, coughing into their hand, you know? Just vocalized <laughs> pause. We are an hour-long it's an vocalized pause. program. Yep. So, anyway, somehow, and then I came back in, or I came in, because I wasn't back in, 
And I put on my headphones, and I'm like, what are we playing? Is Jackson just, like, playing his own stuff here to fill time because you didn't want to do the Piddle Show? Yeah, I just... What I, were you planning on doing? Because I was nowhere to be found, and I was in one of the studios with Moon, so you wouldn't have been able to see me. Yeah, that would have been really... I guess I just would have been you, like... What would you have done? I would have been like, well, you know, welcome to the Piddle Show. And then uh, I'll say, I'd say, give an update on you. I say, I don't know really where Tim is, but I will tell you right now about what's going to happen tonight in College Station. What oh. to expect from this 20th-ranked Tiger Bunch as they take on the hot Texas A&M Aggies. I might do that one day. I'm ready. Just please make it on a day where Mizzou plays that night so I have something to talk about. Unless, it's, unless God, you want Eastern I'll Conference like, breakdowns. Missouri hasn't played for a few days, and there was a huge Blues game the night before, which you no <laughs> doubt did not watch. And I will just, it'll be, you know what happened? Let me take you back to 19, would you say 87 or 88? I'd say 88, Tim. Gene Hackman and Dennis Hopper. Oh, Coach Norman Dale. Yeah. One of my and Gene favorites. Hackman was trying to take shooter mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper, who seemed to have a problem with the cooking sherry. A little bit, a little bit. And he lived in a cabin in the woods, and he just fired his gun haphazardly. It didn't seem like the greatest living situation for Dennis Hopper. <laughs> and Norman Dale wanted to get him on the right track, and he told the official in the gymnasium, which took me back to St. Gabriel's, Throw me out of the game. Throw me out of the game or else I'm going to start screaming like a madman yep. because he wanted Dennis Hopper to coach and call. What play did he call? Uh, the picket fence. That's right. Don't get caught uh, staring watching the paint dry. I am Gene Hackman. You are Dennis Hopper. And you, you're going to inevitably relapse. Like right, right, but right. you will get that opportunity to call the picket fence here on a one-hour midday show on HD1. Yeah, maybe the Tigers will run the picket fence tonight. Don't get caught watching the paint dry, too. Well, you just, you, that, that Missouri game is the black hole for you. Everything goes back to Missouri and That's Texas all. A&M. That's all I'm thinking. What percentage big... of the people listening to that sh- this show are going to watch that game tonight? 8%. Wow, I think that's probably the right number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 8%. But I... I thought you might like go 78% because <laughs> you're so invested in it. No, I'm not. I might be invested in it, but I'm not cloud. My judgment is not clouded. What's the spread on that? Have you looked? Uh, Missouri's underdog. Yeah, that's what they're, I was thinking. Who's going to go two and a half? A and M minus two and a half. I'm just throwing. I'm just. Yeah, I would say maybe minus three. A uh, and M's coming off wins against LSU and Florida. Let me ask you this, mm-hmm. Darren Pang. Four minutes. Yes, that was a hell of a win last night. And yeah. we'll talk about it with Panger. We won't talk about it with Piddles because what's the point? <laughs> I can break but, down the Flames uniforms. But, <laughs> nice uniforms. Yeah, but I like to see. But uh, are you a little worried about? The two wins that looked so good in December, and now Illinois, now they did win against Nebraska last night, ILL. But Kentucky loses at home to South Carolina for the first time since 2009. They were booing at Rupp Arena, booing John Calipari. And now do you go, okay, well, maybe Illinois isn't as good as Illinois appeared at the Bragging Rights game, and Kentucky isn't as good as it appeared a couple weeks ago, even though people were a little down on that team. I mean, North Carolina started out number one in the country, right? Not even in the top 25. Rock Chalk Jayhawk last night. I saw they were down with about seven and a half minutes left, and I'm like, they're playing at Fog Allen? No problem. Let me live bet my entire estate on Kansas because if they're down late at Fog Allen, magic, quote-unquote, sometimes happens, and this is coming from a Missouri fan who really doesn't mind Lawrence, Kansas, but I still call it how I see it, and it is a magical, magical process, the number of free throws and fouls called on KU's behalf when they're playing. And you can text it all day long about it. There's not a thing in the world you can change my mind on about that. So, of course, they come back and they beat Oklahoma. It was a no-doubter, yeah. North Carolina lost to Virginia last night, too. But the Kentucky and Illinois teams, K- 
Kentucky kind of concerns me because they're usually a team that kind of fires more towards the back half of their schedule as they're usually five new players every year getting to know each other. But that's kind of the case all across college basketball right now. Losing to South Carolina is really bad. And I'm going to say that now Missouri will, Missouri will lose to them. But South Carolina is not good. Illinois, I think, will right the ship. they got too, too, way too much talent. Underwood's too good a coach. Calipari's got an issue on his hand. If it continues, Calipari, yeah, 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 it's Calipari. If, uh, if it continues on like this, I think he might be coaching the Longhorns there next year instead of the Wildcats. You might not be able to hear me, though, because I was doing my... <laughs> All right, we got a break. Darren Pang is going to join us. A gym dandy last night. I'm telling you, what was it, a matter of like 20 seconds? Blues go from down 3-1. to one. Thank you to Markstrom. I don't know what that was. If that were Bennington or Grice, all hell would be breaking loose in St. Louis. But that was a little gift, and it got it going for the Blues. A matter of seconds later, Jordan Cairo with the toe drag. How do you do? And the Blues go on to win it after a goal was disallowed uh, that looked like it was going to be the potential game winner in the third period. They win it on a beautiful play. Cairo to Thomas, and the Blues pick up two points and now have the same number of points as the Oilers for that second wild card spot. Pick up a point on the flames and now are lurking for a variety of playoff spots we'll talk about it with darren pang that's coming up next here on balloon party 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn Welcome back, 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you for an hour of radio excellence. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, the great Darren Pang. Morning, Panger. Good morning to you, big guy. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Are you are you dealing with are the you... airport situation today? Listen, the, the FAA and their computers can't hold me back. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 called my, I called my friend Jackson. That's right. And uh, he... And, and Jackson got me on a, on a PJ. Yep. That's what the big wheels call it, the yep. PJ. And then I don't mean a name drop, but I called Al Michaels and Joe Buck and, <laughs> and Aikman and all the boys. And, and they, they said I could borrow theirs. So I'm, gonna, I'm off to L.A. Uh, to do a game tonight uh, on TNT. Um, and the, the PJ, you know what it's called? What's S-W. it called? S-W. 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 Yeah. Wow. That's my baby. Wow. Just take care of it, Panger. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. And I got seat A04. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the best seat on That's that the PJ. Catbird seat. SW. Yeah. So you fly to L.A., you do the game, and then you fly back for Blues and Flames? That's what I'm going to do, big guy. Wow. That's commitment to excellence. Yeah. Well, you're either in it or you're not. You know, I mean. <laughs> well, you're talking I, to two guys I, who aren't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've noticed that in the, in, in, in the three months I've done this show. <laughs> Uh, Ryder, if you could make a promo out of that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, tomorrow you you could get a phone call and say nobody wants you, so you might as well work it. While Amen. You yeah, t- tip I'll of the when I'm dead. Tip of the cap. <laughs> tip of the cap. How about what's going on here? I mean, we talked last week, and the Blues had just won in Toronto. Great win, fun game to watch. Both times when the Blues played yeah. the Leafs, but that was just one. And then you go to New Jersey, and you get that one. You're, you're there with Montreal, unfortunately, it gets away in the third. And then you go to Minnesota, and now you're playing a team that you're chasing in the wild card standings in Calgary. And, and this is all happening since O'Reilly and Tarasenko go out for an extended period of time. Krug's on the shelf. What do you make of it? What do I make of it? Yeah. I, I, I would say that what I make of it is everybody pulling up their socks. I, I mean, you know, it comes on the heels of uh, – of a time where the GM, you know, again comes out and and just makes sure that the players know that there's no excuses. Uh, 
And at that time, you know, I, I, I like this group because nobody was, nobody was like, ah, oh, man, nobody's talking about, ah, oh, this guy's hurt and that guy's hurt. They're, they're just kind of playing it as if it's a, it, it is the next man up mentality. And we can say that all day long, 24 hours a day. And sometimes you believe it and sometimes you don't. But I, I just believe that this group said, you know what? Wait a second. Vladdy plays 20 minutes. Man, I might get an extra five. Right. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly takes all the key face-offs, and he's in every situation, and we rely on him to death for the 200-foot game. Guess what? I'm going to get a little bit more. I mean, if you're an athlete, why wouldn't you cherish that moment and jump on it and, and drive? And that's, that's what this group is doing. And I'm totally impressed by that part of it. Now, how long can they do that? I, I don't know. I have no idea. There's no secret formula. But all I do know is, is you know, when, when leaders step down because of injury, other guys step up. Or else you're in a lot of trouble. That's well, what right. I've seen is Braden Shen. Braden Shen could easily wear a C on this team. Even though he can't talk right now because laryngitis and all the issues he's having health-wise, he, he, he's just he planted that C right on his, on his chest. That, and that, that has been impressive, you know. And Justin Falk is the same thing. Guy's playing. That guy's playing unbelievable hockey, and no one in the league's talking about him. Yeah, you're right. That's that's uh, that's flying under the radar relative to how well he is yeah. performing right now. Speaking of Shen, it was one of my questions for you. Uh, he is certainly filling a leadership void, and you are seeing what it's doing both with his performance on the ice and I would imagine uh, off the ice as well. Craig Berube talked about uh, last night uh, how he talked to the boys in between the second and third period after a rough second period, and you saw the response early on. But what is Shen doing from a leadership standpoint? Because as you said, he really could be wearing that C on his sweater. I tell you, I tell you what, I mean, I think it coincides with when Craig Berube put Jordan Cairo, who was struggling early on, struggling to find his game, struggling to find that consistency, um, trying to maybe do too much because he's got great hands and he's a dangler. But when he put Jordan Cairo on Braden Shen's line, and this was a while ago, this was probably two months ago, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think Braden Shen's actions and the way he spoke and the way he led turned Jordan Cairo around. So what does he do? I just think he looks at people right in the eye and says, let's go, let's be better. And you don't have to do a whole lot. You don't have to yell and scream, but you have to look guys in the eye and you have to take especially young players aside and say, this isn't good enough. And I just believe that he has that in him. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of, of, of Braden and the way he is. And without a guy like Alexander Steen, you know, who's been now gone for a few years, it, it's certain guys, when I look at them and I see the way they act, I go, boy, you took a lot out of that guy. You took a lot. You, got, you took a piece of that guy's heart and that guy's care and that guy's passion. And, uh, and that's, that's what I'm seeing with Braden Shen. I, I'm seeing a real leader there that – that isn't accepting mediocrity and isn't accepting the possibility of, of these, this group being torn apart at a deadline and, and going into a, whatever you want to call it, a reboot, a rebuild, a re-whatever. I think he wants to prove that this, this team is good enough to challenge and, uh, and he's leading by example. And, and despite the injuries, the team reaches its high watermark relative to starting off the season with the wins against Columbus, Edmonton, and and uh, Winnipeg uh, to start the season. Yeah. And, and now here they are, despite the injuries. Craig Berube has been through this before when he took over from Mike Yo in 2018, certainly dealt with some adversity in between there, and now a unique set of circumstances this year. Uh, and obviously he was in the crosshairs early in the season. I don't know how serious it got, but from understandably, fans go, okay, there's a huge losing streak. There must be a coaching yep. issue. What about the job that's going on with the Blues coach? And, and his staff. 
you know, I, I, I do think it's taken a little bit of time for even this staff to gel. I mean, you know, we, Sean Farrell had been the longtime video coach. Um, because of an impasse or because of whatever decisions were made, we haven't talked an awful lot about it. That's a video coach that's been in that room for a long time. He was replaced by, by two guys. And so that's new. Those are new individuals, Daryl Seward and Elliot Mondew. Um, and then, then you lose Jim Montgomery, um, who is really coming into his own last year, especially on the penalty kill. Um, and he goes to Boston, and in comes Craig McTavish. I mean, a guy that everybody respects, but hasn't been on the bench for a little bit of time. Now he's finding his groove right now, and he's finding the speed of the game, and he's catching up to it. So, I, I mean, I do believe there's been some transition and some, you know, some, some of those moments that, uh, that probably haven't been real smooth. And then now what I've seen is, is a coaching staff that's gone from frust- probably frustration. Okay, what's, what's this team doing? We've set out the game plan. They're not doing it. How come these guys you know, aren't playing up to capabilities? To the next phase I found from being at bench level is, is, is Craig Ruby absolutely coaching. Now he's, now he's seen a group of guys, this was a while ago, that, man, maybe they're losing confidence. i got to pump them back up again. And that's what I saw in 2018-19. Uh, after Mike Gill was replaced, he looked around and he said this many times. If you go back to the quotes, he said, we've got to reinstill the confidence with this group. We've got to make them believe in themselves and believe that they're a good team. And I remember in 1819, we would talk about another team coming in and another team we'd talk about, let's say, I don't know, Minnesota, Nashville, or Colorado, whatever teams at that particular time. And Craig Brewer would stop us in the tracks and say, we're a good team. And he just kept saying it. We're a good team. It's almost like VJ's thing when he was a terrible putter. You remember that? Tim? Oh yes, He's I the do. Worst putter in yeah. the world. And he walked around and said, "I'm the greatest putter in the world." <laughs> and he talked himself into being the greatest putter in the world. But but that's what Craig has done lately. I think he's you know he's he's coaching this team up. He's he's you know he's on the bench. It's it's not just uh, man. Get your head out of your rear end. It's okay, boys. Let's go. We got to. And now when you build up the confidence, now you can challenge them again. I mean, that's what coaching's all about. You know, you, you, you bring them up when they're down, you knock them down when they're a little too high and mighty. And, and that's, I think he's doing a fantastic job with Steve Ott and Van Ryan and, and McTavish as well. So all those things are coming together, and they're still cleaning up their game, though, Tim. I mean, you know, you're still giving up a ton of really good quality chances, but mm-hmm. W's are W's. You know what? Maybe this is 1987 again, and Grant Sears in the net, and it doesn't matter what the goals against is. It's a matter of whether you get wins or, or, or losses. It's about wins right now, and they're getting wins. And they're getting them, and they're getting them against some good opposition. Everybody they have beaten since last Tuesday would be in the playoffs as of right now, and the Blues are doing it shorthanded. Very impressive. Darren Pang in Los Angeles tonight, making his way there back in St. Louis for the Blues and Flames tomorrow night. Panger, always enjoy the conversation. Safe travels today on the PJ named SW. <laughs> Thank you very much. Tim and Jackson, you guys have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. You Thanks, too. Panger. Take it easy. That's Darren Pang with us here on 101 ESPN. The people demand it, and Jackson delivers. Uh, it's the Little Piddles Wild Wednesday worksheet. That's right. Homework's due, fellas. God. Boy. When did you decide you were going to say that? Because it wasn't just in that moment. That It truly was off the cuff. And that just shows my talent. 
Nice. Oh, you really are starting to learn some of my tricks. Uh, the Little Piddles Wild Wednesday Worksheet is coming up next. It is Balloon Party, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, the title sponsor of this show, Jackson. We can't We can't believe anybody. We, can't, we were just like, oh, we could do an hour straight because nobody would ever advertise on this show, and now we have a title sponsor. Look, you're all growns up, and you're all growns up, and you're all growns up. Fine. You want me to ask, where do the high school girls hang out? I would never read here. I would never read here. What film was that from? Swingers. 1996. Yes. Cardinals leading the Braves 3-1, and then Donovan Osborne sweat a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you weren't born yet. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, I was in college and driving back and forth from Columbia. Hey, Panger's on hold and probably wants to do his thing, so i got to stop talking about 1996. Uh, Little Piddles Wednesday worksheet coming up next. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. How do you feel about your Sports Center update? I thought it was strong. That was real strong. Your thoughts? New text line number. Is it can I is, is new is new now the wrong term? I mean, it's been however many shows, probably eight shows. Since... I'd still call it new. Okay. Yeah. 314-399-9646. I understand we have a mic drop. Do we have a mic drop? Well, I said I understand we have a mic drop, and then you sounding like I was visiting a retirement home and asked a question that was similar to the one that I said, but yet not really. So we have a mic drop? I'll take a look right now. Believable. Well, it doesn't matter because right now it's time for the Lil Piddles Wild Wednesday Worksheet. Woot. Am I going to be asking the questions? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, I, but you, were just, you just gave yourself the responsibility of going to find the mic drop, so I don't want to... No, that's cool. I don't want to... How about this? We'll do the Lil Piddle... We'll, 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 we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it on the fly. Lil Piddles Wild Wednesday Worksheet, this segment. Yeah. And if there is a mic drop... We'll do it in the next segment. That's Perfect. right. Couldn't be and any better. And then BK and Ferrario at 11 o'clock. And by the way, DeMar Hamlin has been re- released from the ho- uh, hospital in Buffalo, so he is home. This just happening within the last... I just saw this. The Bills uh, account tweeted that out within the last uh, five super minutes. Super awesome. How about that? Super, super awesome. Great to hear. What an amazing thing. Uh, Little Piddles Wild Wednesday worksheet. Don't Homework's worry. due. All right. Uh, how do you think the Blues have to perform during this time without Vladdy and Ryan O'Reilly to make them buyers, or more so than that, non-sellers at the deadline, as both players are expected to turn <sighs> around I mean, then? You're presenting a scenario that I just honestly never thought was possible. I n- never, but for the last month plus, I've just assumed it's a matter of kind right. of a when. Right. <sighs> I don't know. And I got to tell you something. It's a weird deal. Shen's filling the leadership void. Yep. For whatever reason, Thomas and Cairo are playing better. Mm-hmm. Sod's on fire. You're getting great goaltending, not necessarily like keeping goals low, but making key saves. And some young guys are coming in and playing. I don't know. It can be kind of like a 2018 situation where, you know, they traded Stasny away, even though they were in the mix for a playoff spot. So I don't. I still. I still think they trade them away, unless all of a sudden they're like you know battling with the Bruins or something for the President's Trophy. I just. I am so perplexed by this Blues team. Yeah. I am so perplexed by this Blues team. Cardinals losing to the Phillies because of offense was like ah. I kind of. Yeah. That that would have been easy to predict. It was time to pay the Pied Piper essentially. It's been going on for a number of uh, postseasons. Georgia wiping the floor with TCU. 
see it coming. Sure. It'd be like if the Giants and Jaguars met in the Super Bowl. Sure. It's just like, where in the hell did <laughs> that come from? Right, right. So I don't know what to make of this. And I, and I think a lot of people who are probably involved in the organization, but then also fans, like live and die fans, don't know what to do. But I, I got to tell you, I liked, you know, Kerber saying, I it, it just take in the games game by game because that's what the whole point of it is. We're halfway through the season. They are tied with the Oilers now at 45 points. They're closing in on the Wild, who lost in overtime to the Rangers last night. I, I, th- I think the bottom line for fans is this. They know, or they think, shouldn't say no, because we don't know. They think the manner with which the Blues are winning is likely, and also the health situation, therefore, makes this kind of run non-sustainable. But as Kerber pointed out yesterday, it's like you go back, I think it's 15 games, and the boys, uh, the boys, as if I'm in the room, the Blues <laughs> have picked up uh, a point in all but three of them, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's it's been a heater, and it hasn't been against a bunch of butt-asses. I mean, these have been some good teams, so I can't figure it out. I think it's in the best interest of the organization, not like long-term, seven years from now, but going beyond 2023, to get something for O'Reilly and Tarasenko at the trade deadline. But the way they're currently playing, as in the guys who are filling the void for O'Reilly and Tarasenko, it really could put them in a spot. If the trade deadline were a couple of weeks ago, what, what a spot it would be, but you still have some time. There we go. Check mark by that answer. DNA so far, Professor Piddles. Uh, if you had to grade this offseason so far... I feel like you didn't listen to any of that. That's my read, honestly. I feel like you were watching highlights of the Jazz and the Cavs. That's what I think was going on on the other side of this dais. <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, if, you, if you had to grade this offseason so far for the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals, what would you give them? Secondly, what grade were you anticipating after Mo announced the increase in oh, pay rate? I, I intentionally, even though you send this over at 5.30, I don't look at it so I can give my real reactions Refresh. on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a Letterman guest. I, uh, I love the question. I'm a big fan so far. This little Piddles Wednesday worksheet. Thank you. Wild Wednesday worksheet. Right. Adjectives. I love the question. I would give it a D, and I would consider myself as, I think I would be Professor McKernan. Yeah. Yep. Tenured. I'd I'd be tenured, no question. I'd be confused by what's been going on. I, I, here's what I would really give it. It's incomplete because it's not over sure, yet, but sure. you're asking me to date. I just can't believe that this is what they're going to go to battle with. I just can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. And if so, I'll just have to go, okay, I guess I was wrong. And if I was wrong, then I don't know. Maybe Nolan Arnato and Mazalak just, you know, worked on shots from 150 yards in when Mazalak visited him in Southern California. And then he goes, oh, you know what? I'm not going to opt out because I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what they're doing to date, but that's why I keep saying to myself, and then therefore the audience, there's still a month left for them to, whether it be pitching, whether it be a trade for an outfielder, something, because if you would have just told me, second question of your uh, second question on the Little Piddles Wild Wednesday worksheet, this this was an off-season where I expected it to be in the... A or B category. Yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Uh, next question. Check mark mm-hmm. by that answer, too. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Who do you think is a bigger loss to their team if they can't play this weekend? Tua Tagovailoa or Lamar Jackson? 
Oh, I don't think either are going to win. Okay. Um, but so I like who's going to impact. Ah, uh, God, boy. Both huge impacts. I would say Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I would agree. Because even if it's Skylar Thompson or whoever the hell's quarterback they in the weapons. Dolphins, they still have yeah. Hill and Waddle. But now Mostert's got an injury going too. And Always does. Wilson's been bouncing around health-wise. So I'll go with Lamar Jackson. That's just a monster drop-off there. Although Big tip time. of their cap, they scored 16 points on the Bengals this past weekend. And I was given 11.5. And, and, of course, the Bengals won by 11. So that was great. Sweet. Yeah. So <laughs> miserable. Just a miserable thing. Yeah. So, you know what? I have a miserable existence, I've decided. Make that a promo. We had two promos out today. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I would agree with that. Lamar, with the RPO that the Ravens run, if they don't have him, it completely changes their offense. Uh, you still have Waddle, Hill, and Gasecki out there for Miami. Uh, next question. Check by that one. Uh, who would you consider to be this year's white whale for NFL teams looking to replace their head coach this offseason? Well, I always like to leave race out of it, so I prefer <laughs> you do as well. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about Harbaugh, Peyton? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Who like would those be those kinds like, of guys? And by white male, and biggest get, biggest right. get. Like who would be now, the, I'll be, the I'll be tweeting for my burners <laughs> taking you out at around 11.05 today with that with that kind of talk. <laughs> but I, uh, I would say... Peyton, do yeah. you think? I think that's it. I have a sneaker play. Oh, okay. Well, then then by definition, he wouldn't be your, we leave color out, whale hire. I think, like, inside the NFL, this might be, like, the what people are saying, like, might be. I think Dan Quinn, D.C. for the uh, Cowboys. Terrible DC. answer. I, I think. It's a horrible answer. He's made the Cowboys defense outstanding. I think we gave the percentage of how many people will be watching Missouri, Texas A&M, like you and I will be. And I'll be locked in, and I know you'll be really. Do you yell at your television? Big time. Do you really? Yeah, it's really. Do you watch by yourself? I prefer to. Because you're uncomfortable for people to see it? Yeah. No, I understand that. Uh, that uh, Missouri game in January is one of those games where it would affect me that way. But I understand it. Yeah. When the Rams were playing the Titans in the Super Bowl, I had to watch by myself. Uh, so I get it. I respect it. Um, so I said, well, you said 8% of the people in the audience mm-hmm. will be watching that game tonight. Mm-hmm. You and I will be two of them. Uh, I don't know if 8% of the people in the audience know who Dan Quinn is. Yeah, you're probably, he was on Hard Knocks a couple years ago. He's kind of featured, so maybe he got a bump from that. But yeah, I don't think any defensive coordinator is necessarily So therefore, well I don't think it's necessarily somebody. He might be the best option sure. as far as who's going to perform. Sure. But as far as... You know, name recognition with a Peyton or Harbaugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I or think... even a Kingsbury, even though I know Kingsbury, that's more of about his appearance. And, you know, what's that uh, lady who he went out with for a while who covered the U.S. Open for one round? Oh, I know you're talking about Holly can't... Saunders. Holly Saunders. Friend of the right. show. Why don't we get her on? That's more of a balloon party guest than Randy and Carrie getting Mike Mards, Joe Buck. Kim English. Yeah, that's more our speed. Yeah. Which Holly is, Saunders. You know, you know, yeah. Different we basically will only allow you on the show if you have an OnlyFans. Yep. That's our policy. So, and of course I do. That's right. And I do as well. Will Piddle's photos. DM me if you want more information. All right. Next question. Who would be your choice for MVP in the NFL this season? Uh, Jalen Hurts, but I see he's not the favorite. No, he's not. I think Mahomes is a favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it will be Mahomes. But I, I would agree that Jalen Hurts has had the most I, impact. I understand, I understand the Mahomes thing. I, you know, I mean, how can you not? Right. Just like you can talk about Burrow as well. What I think Hurts is fourth. It's Mahomes, Burrow, Burrow Allen. And then... Yeah, and then like Tyreek Hill, who's had an unbelievable season, is not even like people aren't even just writing him off. 
I just think, and I think he kind of got a little picture of what it was like for the Eagles without him. And yeah. don't get me wrong, that defensive line when it's healthy just absolutely stops the run. But hurts at quarterback. And I'm a Gardner Minshew guy. I'm a big facial hair guy, but I just, I don't, uh, I, I think it's, it's, hurts but i don't think he's gonna necessarily win yeah I, i'm gonna say mahomes and i know it's the chalky answer but hey, I you think... don't have to apologize for your answers you're a sweet sweet prince thank you thank you another check mark you're five for five uh and final one how do you not get a check mark uh, uh i don't know <laughs> great answer great output i don't give away my grading process i'm a professor of integrity uh final one who would be your choice for coach of the year this year in the nfl coach of the year bah! <sighs> I mean, you got to take your tip your cap to Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Oh wow, is that right? They were the worst team in the league last year, and he completely turns it around. Now they're a playoff team. I don't think he necessarily wins. I wonder are the odds are out on that as well. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, I would think the favorite would probably be Sirianni. Yeah, I, that, that's my guess as to who will probably win. Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. Yeah, you, you know who I'm going to make a play. He's not going to win. I know you're going with. Okay, see for. Bite those kneecaps, Dan Campbell. Bite those kneecaps. Dan Campbell was once said, uh, we're gonna bite the kneecaps. Oh. I was like, are you making like <laughs> no. you making a pass? No. Uh no. I although I'm so mad about the Rams not beating the Seahawks, so I the know, Lions could have been in there. I really am. Like me too. I'm irritated by that. Uh now I forgot my oh, Dable. Yeah, Dable. I he with the with the market he's in. That's it. Yeah. But I, but I think it'll be Nick Sirianni. Yeah, if I think he's probably the bang favorite. However, I think Doug Peter. I mean, that was a dumpster fire. Yeah, big time. That was a. I don't. I I don't necessarily buy into it. So for real, you should bet the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl now because <laughs> I do this to teams. But uh, yeah, there's my play. Uh, somebody's mad that I said. Hold on a second. Uh, boy, we're getting a lot of texts. I've lost track. That's what the wild work she will do. To yeah, you. it does. Something along the lines of you really don't believe. Uh, we don't know who Dan Quinn is. It's, again, it's percentage. I'm not trying to insult the sports knowledge of the audience in any capacity. These are arbitrary percentages that there's no way to prove. But I think 90-plus percent of the audience doesn't know Dan Quinn is. Now, if I say Dan Quinn, what do most people who know about Dan Quinn think of? Uh, there was something. I, I, I should That's know. That's a great that. answer. <laughs> I'm not wrong, but by definition, that I don't want to say something that's inaccurate. If it's bad, you know. If I say 28 to three, does it mean anything? Oh, to that's you? right. Yeah, the Falcons D coordinator when they uh, lost to the Patriots. He was the head coach. He was the head coach. I thought it was DC. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a, it's a stain. Right. <laughs> but I mean, his Q rating versus what time is it? Like 11:20. By uh, the way, I just caught myself and I go, we've been doing this for a while. We'll get 30 more seconds. Uh, all right. Um that his Q rating versus the guy he was coaching against that day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody knows. And sometimes truth. that pop, like Nick Sirianni, I don't know how much of a household name he is. Right. Yeah. His brand new I'm coach. I'm not trying to, I'm not in, this isn't like, I know more than, I don't know a damn thing. <laughs> you know, the fact that I'm on here is like some kind of project, I think, for Hubbard. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just telling you, my opinion is that, that, that most people, casual fans will not go, oh, yes, of course, Dan Quinn. Right. Like they would know Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. Agreed. That's my premise. Yeah, I if agree. If it's inaccurate, that. that's fine. Yeah. I know not, it's not an insult to anybody, but you're right. We're taking the, it's the general population who listen right. to the show. And Dan Quinn. I happen to know because I'm a degenerate <laughs> and I'm going to be watching Missouri, Texas A&M also. 
But I recognize most people will not be. Right. I'll be watching the Sony Open this weekend. I recognize most people will not. I'm not insulting. I'm observing probability of what people are into and what they're not into, Jackson. All right. I, I, I'm not into watching the clock. <laughs> we got it to break. It's uh, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. And uh, Jackson, we're uh, heading down the home stretch here because of poor clock management on brand. How about this, by the way? Before we go to, uh, we have a mic drop. Piddle seems really nice. Is he single? It's from Ooh, 314. I am single. I like to think of myself as nice, if nothing else, pleasant. And, uh, you know, like I said about the uh, the Piddle's photos, just DM me. I got more information. Wow. I got a lot more out of that than I was anticipating. I mean, you really kind of, I felt like I was Chuck Woolery and it was a love connection. And we said, give you 15 seconds to advertise yourself in your dating profile. And I think you, you knocked it out of the park. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, at Jackson underscore Burkett on Twitter if you want to DM me. That's that's where I accept most Now DMs. I'm creeped out, honestly. So you want ladies in the audience to DM you their, well, not their information so you can, I mean, is that what we're doing here? Not necessarily uh, ladies just in general, like anybody. Oh. Any, well, uh, not so much for them, but, you know, if you got a Mizzou wow. take, you're trying to bounce off me, I'm more Landmark happy. moment. Uh, if you're trying to, you know, just chop it up about anything uh, sports-wise. Well, but this, this lass, I assume, said, I wanted to know if you're single. Uh-huh. And then now you're like, no, I don't have interest. I just, you know, if you got a take on Missouri Zone tonight, you know, send it my way. Here's my, zone. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to three bet you light. I have seven high. I'll be real honest with you, but I'm happy to outplay after the flop. Might do you, might do you down on the turn. Well, I'm also open to ladies sliding in there asking more about me personally. That's fine. So if guys from the balloon party audience start DMing you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd hope it, their intentions would be harmless and, uh, you know, rooted in professionalism, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> what happens in my DM stays between me and the person who sent them. Uh, let's see what we got here from... So is it Stephen Wildwood? Yeah, that's right. What is he not happy about? Uh, Cardinals baseball. Okay. I mean, the offseason's not over yet. We could still sign somebody. And, hell, we won the Central last year, and we still have a good team. Stop it! You get on a plane, Bowtie! Get your ass out to California and apologize to Arenado for being completely incompetent. This guy can spin it with the best of them. You need to take the money and spend it on the right guy. Overpay for a guy. Fans have to pay for all this BS you've thrown to us the last two seasons. Trade the pepper grinder. You don't have the best prospects in the world. You spin it on your social media train. They're not going to be the next Joe DiMaggio. You trade it for somebody who's worthwhile. Next thing you know, they're going to be making steak flambe in the dugout because they can't hit the damn ball. They're just guys. And what's this Ackerman doing? More like Slackerman. Next time you have Bowtie on, you hold his ass accountable. Tired of it. Tom Ackerman doesn't need to get shots taken. No, no. Slackerman. Yeah. I mean, next, next to me, mm-hmm. is there anybody nicer in St. Louis sports media? Well, it goes you, right? 50-foot gap. Thank you. And then Tom Ackerman. And then everyone else. Right. So... You know, I would agree. I, Tom Ackerman didn't need to get shots taken at him. Um, but I think, you know, some of the points. Why does Mazalek need to get on a plane? 
this guy that apologized to Arnado. Apparently, those aren't oh, my words. Those are Steve's. Those are Steve's words. Um, and he just wants to be held accountable. And you know, the pepper grinder. Let's leave that out of it. I think it's a great. It just fires the team up. Guys, Stephen Wildwood sounds like he knows exactly what's up. That's from the Sheik of Lydown. Yeah, <laughs> the Sheik of Lydown. It's outstanding. Um, Guys, Mike Trap guy sounds like he's doing a promo on the WWE. Yeah, he. I mean, he's versatile. Well, Nothing he's else. passionate about these Cardinals. Aren't we all, Tim? I'm confused. I'm confused. If you would have said at the beginning, it's going to be Wilson Contreras. I'd be like, okay, well, what else? What else is going to be? That's why I, it's incomplete. That's why my grade is incomplete for it. Okay. But Stephen Wildwood doesn't see it that way. Yeah. And well, he wants people on planes. If nothing else, he's passionate. He is. Uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up next with their fine presentation from 11 to 2. Then you have the fast lane from 2 to 6. Blues and Flames right here on 101 ESPN tomorrow with pregame 6 p.m. We'll be back entertaining millions and millions from 10 to 11 with Balloon Party for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This is 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.